BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I'm not here to hook up or check out my partner or anything. We're here for a survival challenge. For him, it might be interesting um, to have a nice young woman to look at. But uh, when it comes down to it and he's really thirsty and hungry, I think he'll be looking for other things. Sorry you're having issues, but I don't have any issues as far as getting food when I need to. Okay, but you haven't got any yet. Yeah, I said I don't need food now. I'm waiting for that. We're going to be here for a while. We have a while to get food. You're catching for yourself out there. So you go get what you need to get out there. I'll get what I need to get. Go ahead. Nothing for you? You don't want anything? I'm good. Go ahead. Okay. Sounds good. When she told me to go pound sand, when I offered to, to bring her back some shellfish, instead of saying, ah, never mind, I'll do it anyway, I said, I'm not going to bring you anything then. We're a little malnourished, but I've been in the situation where, you know, I've, I've, I mean, I do a cleanse every, every, like, twice a year, and we're not, like, starving or anything. Taking breaks in the day is definitely good, but now I'm starting to get a little bit more hungry. Um, pretty hungry, actually. Fresh Panamanian oyster. Doesn't get any better than that. That is heaven. So there's a difference between being really hungry and starving, and I'm actually starving. I present to you the Discovery Channel's Naked and Afraid. Naked and Afraid is a show where two trained survivalists, one man and one woman, are tasked with surviving for three weeks out in nature with no clothes. All they get is one personal item each, which almost always includes a machete, and, well, they do get a camera crew to save them if they make stupid choices and almost die. However, after watching two seasons of this show, I have to say I didn't get what I expected. I was expecting to see something like Survivor Men vs. Women, where the women were crying and practicing trust falls with no fire or shelter, while the men were so well set up that they could have almost built their own power plant. That didn't happen with Naked and Afraid. The difference between Naked and Afraid and Survivor is that in Naked and Afraid, both parties were survival experts, so you aren't really talking about average people or even average women. And when both parties are trained, they appear to perform about the same. Well... Almost the same. A lot of the women weren't willing to kill animals for food or safety, which will get you killed. Outside of that, though, they performed the same. But that doesn't mean I came back from this journey empty-handed, because we have an episode here that pretty blatantly shows how little women who think they are attractive appreciate the things that they receive from men who they think are unattractive, even when their very survival depends on it. For him, it might be interesting um, to have a nice young woman to look at, but uh, when it comes down to it and he's really thirsty and hungry, I think he'll be looking for other things. 
I think this episode of Naked and Afraid makes it very clear as to why you should never help women for free or give them free stuff. Before I get to that, though, let me tell you about today's sponsor, Redux Movement. Redux Movement is an online resource that's chock full of information on how to keep your hips in good alignment as well as the rest of your body. If you want to start working on your postural health, then check out the Hip Mobility course at reduxmovement.com. It's the first link in the description. Now let's get back to the show. Allow me to formally introduce our heroes. We have Cassie, a 24-year-old survivalist who spends more time tanning than doing actual work. And then we have 25-year-old Forrest, who is actually useful. Out of the two seasons of this show that I watched, this was definitely the most polarizing episode. Cassie was the most useless partner on the show, while Forrest was definitely the most resourceful survivor, particularly in his ability to get food and water. That, however, did not stop Cassie from constantly complaining about her partner. I don't have anything that bad to say about him, but (laughs) but I'm sure I will come an hour from now. Even with Cassie pretty much doing nothing, Forrest was still able to carry the team. Of course, she didn't appreciate any of it because Forrest is not a Chad. As far as being with Forrest naked, it was awkward enough. And then for him to just do that weird, wacky jump up in the air, I was just like, oh, God. Cassie described Forrest as being rather full-figured. As he was approaching her, she thought, oh, my goodness, really, 21 days? She was expecting Tarzan. But it gets even better because this episode is a little bit different from the typical episode. We don't just have two survivors, we have four. Our second team consists of Russell and Manu. 44-year-old Manu is a bodyguard from California, and Russell is a wilderness survival teacher from Texas. Right from the get-go, you can see the difference between the two teams and how this is all going to play out. We get to see the difference between a completely entitled millennial woman versus a woman from a prior generation who is actually useful. Yeah, this is really strange. Kind of creeping out, creeped out right now. Starting to get the usual pre-being naked with a stranger jitters. I'm just going to make this an offer to that can yep. straight off the bat. <laughs> okay. I'm Great, I'm Cassie. Nice to meet Cassie you. Cassie Forrest, how yeah. are you? <laughs> a little weirded out. Yeah. It goes yeah. well. This is what it is. I don't <laughs> think it's that bad. It's a little weird. They just met, and she is already being confrontational. She insults him with an awkward handshake and states how she is uncomfortable around him even after his attempt to break the ice and be friendly. She doesn't even try to pretend to be nice. Remember, this is the person she's going to rely on for survival, and she starts out with behaviors that say, I don't like you. How goes it? (laughs) Nice to meet you. What's your name, hon? Manu. Manu? Yeah. I'm Russell. Nice to meet you. Officially. Officially? Officially. Let's All make right. an agreement right now that we that? have each other's back. Almost definitely. Oh, yeah. this, this is this is definitely team right here. All right? <laughs> you good with that, hon? All right. From the very beginning, Russell and Manu have a much more personal relationship just in the way they greet each other. Instead of an awkward handshake, they go for a full-blown hug twice. This creates a different environment from Cassie and Forrest because the more touch contact you have with the person, the more personal the relationship is and the more you will fight for each other. This is why you always greet people with some sort of touch contact. Usually a handshake with men, usually a hug with women, unless it's a professional situation. Russell and Manu are the only team I've seen so far who started out with a hug. They have by far had the best teamwork in all the episodes I've watched. 
even though you can see Russell is a little weirded out by Manu's hippie energy at first, but he holds on and doesn't insult Manu like Cassie insults Forrest. If you screw up a first impression, it is very difficult to work your way out of it. And here is why you don't want to screw up those impressions. It's the morning of after that night, and um, it was way, way difficult. It's freezing, and we're soaked. I mean, literally, as I sit here, I can feel feel my the boards shaking underneath me from my partner shivering. I feel like I'm in the jungle. I know, right? So, <laughs> night one in the jungle, in, yeah. the, uh, in the shelter. Uh, first night staying there, we didn't sleep. Um, it was more of a, a chance for us to really get to know each other. We stayed up the whole night laughing, telling jokes, giggling. Uh, it was like a, a slumber party in that shelter. We were just hanging out, two best friends. You can see a massive difference there in a team that works well versus a team that doesn't. Forrest and Cassie have a shelter that breaks down because Cassie is incompetent at survival and she would rather spend more time arguing with Forrest about how good she is than be comfortable in a working shelter. Well, that's not a good one to use. Well, then, oh, that's the one you just used. If I were looking back on it as far as making the shelter, it was a little bit problematic because we both had different views as to how we wanted to do it. I mean, she just buried that stick two inches. You know, I, I understand she's tired, but just can't do that or we're going to do this again. Keep in mind, if you haven't seen this episode, it's not just the clips I've shown you. Cassie spends the entire episode insulting Forrest and talking about how great she is. So then how about this example of Cassie's great expertise? So can I give a suggestion? Yeah. Go to open it. Instead of going from the side, like go top down and go in. I don't think that he respects my skills because everything he talks to me about, he's like, oh, you know how to do this? Have you heard of this? Do you know this? So the green ones are obviously, as you know, really good moisture is. It acts like I've never even been outside in my life before. Look at the difference in their skill. Cassie awkwardly smacks the coconut like she's never opened one before, while Forrest takes control of the thing and cuts the crap out of it in one blow. Instead of showing humility and being thankful when she's proven to be wrong, she doubles down and again insults Forrest. She does that instead of taking direction from someone who is obviously more experienced than her. This behavior will get you killed in a real survival situation. Now, just for contrast, this is how Manu responds to Russell bringing her food. Oh my God, is that what I think it is? You are so my hero. In my memory, the only time Cassie actually eats is when Forrest gets her food. She was so bad at this, she couldn't even knock down a couple of oranges off a tree. There was a point when we ended up spotting a, an orange tree. When we were there and the orange thing happened, uh, I was finally so happy. I was like, yes, here's something that Cassie can do. This will boost her morale. It couldn't be any easier than knocking some oranges out of a tree. I've already cut the darn stick and put it there. I mean, it doesn't get any easier than this. I went to hit it. I couldn't get it. And at that point, I was like, you know, I need to give up right now. You didn't get any? Yeah. Oh, what else is new? Sorry you're having issues, but I don't have any issues as far as getting food when I need to. Cassie has zero follow through. As soon as things get a little difficult, she just completely gives up. And there are many examples of her doing that during this episode outside of this one. She calls herself a survivalist. Well, that's not being a survivalist. 
Surviving without technology is extremely difficult, and if you don't have your game face on, then you will die. The only reason she made it through this challenge is because everyone else helped her. However, that didn't stop her from insulting everyone the entire episode. And speaking of, yes, this whole situation gets better because the teams combine and almost immediately, Russell and Manu hate Cassie. I just, I just expected something better, you know what I mean? I just, I just had better expectations, perhaps. I don't know. Um, I kind of told you both in the beginning. She's very unmotivated and hasn't displayed any survival skills whatsoever. Now, it's one thing to judge this entire episode by self-report, because it could be the case that Forrest was just exaggerating Cassie's incompetence to make up for whatever faults he has, but when Manu and Russell pile on, it really shows who was at fault this entire episode. The only thing Cassie was competent at was doing her hair and creating makeshift clothes out of tree leaves. I think Russell said it best. The only skill in survival that Cassie displayed on the show was being able to get people to do everything for her. Everybody has to contribute. Nobody's riding for free on this ride. She shouldn't be out here at all. She's been surviving off of everybody else. That is her survival skill. She's a leech. She's a parasite. Eventually, Cassie hits her breaking point with everyone because they've been so terrible to her, so she decides to call them out on it. Hey guys, I gotta say something. Like, I'm, I'm really upset right now. You guys make me feel, you know, like nothing that I do or say matters completely left out. And I've been watching Bobby walking <laughs> along the beach. It's true. Going in for a swim, sun tanning on the rock. It's laziness. That's one thing I don't see what the rush is. I mean, I know but you've been saying that about everything, Kat. You've told me every day there's no rush. If you wouldn't have had a teammate and you would have been dropped here by yourself, would you have been able to survive? Yes, because I've done these types of experiences before. I don't think so. You don't so. know me at all. You don't know what I've done. You don't know my experience. All right, then like, I'll tell you, you what. You can't say all that stuff to me. I can't. It's not true. You have been handed everything. I have. Are you kidding? I traveled the world on my own. Ooh. I Ooh. live on my own. Ooh. I have not been handed anything. You've been fed. You've been sheltered. I don't. No, no, no. My turn. My turn. My turn. I have yet to see you bring anything to the table. People who come to stuff like this are survival experts, and oh, you I, are I, nowhere near I think the skill set to be on something like this. I didn't come here to get bashed on by. Oh. I hear you say, I don't deserve to be here because I do not have I the skills to be here. To be here. I don't. I don't think that. In a survival situation, you would die. She pulls every female arguing cliche in the book. I have all this experience. You don't know me. You guys are bashing me. None of those sentiments make up for the fact that she has done nothing to help for over two weeks. And I know you guys have heard other women make these same non-arguments every time they are losing a fight. Cassie throws them out there like a professional. Even after she was completely destroyed by everyone's facts, she still held on to her delusion. Finally, when they were considering booting Cassie off the team, Manu steps up and does something. Well, I'm considering her now a casualty of war, and no man gets left behind. It's our duty to get her to the extraction point. My talk with her just might help a little bit, you know? 
I know you've had a very tough time and and you've been pretty much dragged along, so to speak, you know. I'm considering you my casualty of war. You're my casualty of war. That's all you are. You don't have to treat me any different. I don't expect you to treat me any different. You're a casualty, and you'll remain a casualty until you get your ass put into gear and you think about your experience here and think about everything that has been done for you and learn from it. Understand what the subtext is here. This is a threat. They are saying, Cassie, you are dead weight. If you keep being dead weight, then we will stop helping you and kick you out of the group. That is a threat on her survival because deep down she knows she can't do this on her own. And magically, once they threaten to stop helping her, she finally has a breakthrough. You get here and it's way harder, way more, way more intense than, than it looks, that's for sure. We all have to learn the hard way. Yeah, I have a lot of thinking and figuring out to do. You know, maybe I'm not a team player. Maybe I don't have strong work ethic. I was given this amazing opportunity and I feel like I just blew it. Now, what did we learn about relationships from this? Let's get back to the original point. Cassie perceives Forrest as unattractive. She sees him as a beta. If you watch the episode, and if you watch the special that was done about the episode, you will see Forrest basically doing everything for her. She appreciates none of it. Pay attention, guys, because all the effort that Forrest puts in was not only wasted time and resources on his part, but it only fed Cassie's ego because she can just go around and get everything for free. This is what you get when you provide women stuff for free and don't expect anything in return. Second, look at how much effort it took to get her to change and look how they did it. She stood her ground on her uselessness until the second to last day. The only thing that got her to change was a threat on her survival. If that wasn't there, then she never would have changed. And you can tell that's the case because the second she gets back home and the resources come back, she goes right back to her delusion. If I were put with someone or a group of people who kind of sucked, you know, with their survival skills, I would have had to step up to the plate more. So if they did decide to ditch me, I mean, I would have dealt with it. I would have tried, literally had to try my hardest to survive. After they got back, Forrest adds more light on the situation in a Reddit AMA, saying that the only reason Cassie wanted to be on the show was so she could become famous. He has since cut contact with her, despite her change of heart on the show. However, we're not finished quite yet because there's one major caveat to this whole situation. It's that the government has made it impossible for you to initiate the social pressure that got Cassie to temporarily change. Back in society, you can't refuse to give her resources. If you are in a marriage and your wife is acting like Cassie, there is nothing you can do. The only way she will change is if you remove your support. But if she divorces you, she still gets child support, she still gets alimony, she still gets welfare, and she gets the kids. Without the threat of consequences, no changes will be made. This is why MGTOW exists, and this is why the only intelligent decision is to not play the game. The government has made it impossible for the game to be played properly, so the only correct decision is to not play the game. 
And these things will never change until men stop giving women free stuff. I totally love cats, you know. My cat is my boyfriend. I'm totally going to go home right after this. But yeah, my cat, no man can beat him. That's why I don't have a boyfriend. I think we just got a snapshot of Cassie's future. But that's enough for this video. If you liked it, hit the like button. Subscribe if you're new. Comment and share. If you would like to support this channel, then you can do so with PayPal, Patreon, or Subscribestar. All of those links are in the description or on my channel page. Last, if you haven't checked me out on BitChute yet, then you can do so with the channel page or the link in the description. Otherwise, see you in the next video. Thanks for watching. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc